For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And we are joined now on the line by a former referee in the PSL, a referee, Charles Theron, just to talk about the standard of officiating this season because it's come under the spotlight so much that the Sundowns coach Pizzo Musimane said after the, their Telkom knockout win that I don't mind benefiting for five games in a row because that's how it is in the PSL. If that doesn't tell you we have a crisis, then I don't know what a crisis is. Uh, Charles, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening. Good evening, Tavizo. Firstly, Mr. Theron, how is life on the other side since you, you, you dropped the whistle and you retired from officiating? Since you put well, down the whistle. Grand, as my grandmother used to say, I'm too old to <laughs> complain and she's 95, so I've got no reason to complain. The retirement is, is dealing with quite well. <laughs> <laughs> and are you still involved in football or you do, do you have other interests now? Unfortunately, not involved with with, um, with farming as well as in the small holding years. So, um, I have been asked to come back to football refereeing, and then I've told to some of the SAFA officials a few years ago that the only way I will be getting involved with football is actually if they give us a full employment contract, which seems to be the problem that most of the referees still, if not all of them, still haven't had a professional employment contract. So there's no point in actually getting involved with football if you don't have a clear mandate. Well, we actually had suffered the other day on our show, and that's the question that we've been asking actually for a number of years now. What is taking so long, uh, Shalteron, from your perspective that referees are not going professional here in South Africa? Well, it's political will. It's, uh, the, the finances are there. If memory serves correctly, when I retired from football in 2012, um, just over $4.7 billion was pumped into football every a cycle of every four years. Mm. So there's certainly more than enough money to make them professional or a certain section of the top referees professional. Um, but political will, it's is, it is obviously it's what's lacking. Um, it's not that we need to reinvent the wheel. We all know that how professional refuse systems work. Uh, some countries are running it quite well. It's internal competition. But the political will ultimately is, is, is what's lacking. And that's actually the only thing. And it's, it's the acumen of those people on, on SAFA as well as the officials and not giving proper leadership in that regard. Because before we resigned in 2012 um, and before to the 2010 World Cup, there was um, a lot of talk about making the refuse professional. Money was set aside. Ultimately, nothing comes of it. So you should actually ask the SAFA officials why they are still <laughs> rank amateurs in this league. And how hard it is, I mean, to have a day a, a, a day job and then you have to go referee at the same time. How do you even find the balance as a ref? Look, it was very difficult. I, I was very lucky. I was self-employed. Um, a lot of my colleagues were not so lucky. Um, you know, some of them had two jobs to keep down. They within 48 hours of memory research could let you roll and call up. Um, which means you always have to then inform your employer, whoever you employed with, that you're on short notice, 48 hours or less, you have to leave. Um, those that has actually didn't have work, um, obviously didn't have that problem. So I didn't have that problem because I was self-employed and I'm still self-employed. So that is much easier for me. But most people find it very difficult because um, you're not earning enough on a professional contractual basis that you can say, listen, uh, my, my current career I can put on hold for a few years because I've got an employment contract. So you're between a rock and a hard place. Um, and it's very difficult keeping two jobs down. So ultimately, referees in South Africa, it might be a professional game, but referees are ultimately still ranked amateurs in a professional game. There have been a lot of complaints around match officiating this season, and they, they seem to have intensified with each game that goes by. Mm-hmm. Why, from where you're sitting, I mean, why would why will the standard have dropped so alarmingly, shallow? Is it Does it go back to what you were saying, that they need to go professional? 
Look, it's not just a matter of going professional. Um, if you want to up the ante, and, and if you want to be a global football player in the professional world, you have to have all your professional systems in place. If you can ask a, a, a Sundowns player, a Maritzburg United player, whether they are professional, they can show you they have a contract and they must perform according to the contract. Um, and then you ask the referee if he has any contract, and he would look at you with a blank stare. Um, that ultimately is, is the basis of it. If you don't have a professional system in place to up the lowest common denominator standard, it will eventually sink to a lower, lower, lower level. And, you know, you don't just pluck up, pluck up referees from, from the townships and within a season or two they have the referee in the, in the top divisions. But it seems to me that um, more often than not in my time, it took us eight to ten years to go through the ranks to get to the highest national division in the country. And, and I've got, uh, I will put my head on a block that I, I doubt that if referees are officiating a total eight or ten lower, lower years in, the, in lower divisions before they even get a call-up for the higher division. So which, which means to me is the standard is such, and they're so desperate, that uh, they short-circuit their own system. You know, there's not enough, not enough professional systems, there's not enough mentors in place to actually up the lower standard. So what you're going to have over a period of time is the standards will eventually drop because you don't have the mental system. And when we left, you didn't even have the internal ranking system among referees. The referees internally couldn't even compete against one another to be number one, number two, and number three on the line. So uh, there's all these things that uh, it's really clear that uh, you will eventually, the system will slide. And then it, it can be seen that uh, the mistakes will be made more common. The glaring mistakes will be made more common. But good for the referees that don't make those mistakes. There's always the, the, the polished gems among them. Mm. When we spoke to Safa, they were praising the young referees that were coming through. I mean, the referee that took charge of the Telkom knockout final is 23 years old. They were saying it's a positive. Are you are you saying that they're being thrown in the deep end? Look, you sooner or later, any referee has to be thrown in the deep end um, and, and get a cup final. I, th- I venture to say you could be 38, 40 years old, 20 years of refereeing, and you can do your first cup final, and that will be for you physically in the deep end. Um Age per se should not necessarily disqualify you. Mm. At the same time, as, um, in my time, we had a lot of experience before referees would be appointed, many years, five years, six years, four years, five, and even more before they wouldn't be considered to be into the semifinals. Um, so, yes, you do run the risk if referees um, have some basic experience, and but not enough, and they've been put into the very relatively young age into a cup final. It, 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 they can make mistakes. But at the same time, is, that is the best time for people to show you can either make it or don't. So if you do make a mistake uh, at the highest decision making in regarding finals and you can through with flying colors or not, that will just show you true metal. So age itself is not necessarily a, a bar to, to, to making mistakes or not or not being appointed to a final. Mm. But 23, you know, is young. Um, I don't know what was the... the I don't know who else was in line for being able to do the final for that minute. And sometimes it's because they were had a good season and uh, the match commission decided it's now your time to shine in the middle and show us. So, yeah, that's how it usually works, you know. You mentioned the ranking system um, earlier on. What, what do you mean by the ranking system? Look, a ranking system is very simple. If you go to any country, whether it's Italy and Germany, among the referees and the professional or the amateur leagues, there's always a ranking system, which means the linesmen will be a ranking system among themselves. Then the middle referees will have a ranking system. And it's, uh, I, I would try to explain also to the South officials already in 2005, we do need a ranking system where internally players are rated among, uh, according to the assessment of match commissioners, uh, and it's, it's, it's eva- uh, evaluation through the year. So if I'm suddenly number five, and I'm taking my two linesmen with me, and they are ranking 
this month may be number 10, but I know they were number four and five. I know I possibly have a problem with my linesman and I can work with him. He said, listen, yeah, you had the potential to be number four, number two, number one on the internal ranking system. Your obviously has dropped. Come, let's bring up your game. Uh, and, and, and you know exactly where you are with your colleague and you know where it is to work. And it will also create internal competition among one another. Um, because if there's a ranking system, it's very simple. It's on a merit. And the merit is difficult to fudge. So if you're not pulling your weight and you continue to languish in number 30, number 40, number 50 on the ranking list for the whole season, then obviously you're not cut out to be in the PSL at the highest division. So it, it, it's, a, it's a metric to, to, to um, make internal competition that much more fierce among referees, which means they will up the game, which means they will be kept on their toes, which means if they do drop, uh, they will know they have a problem and they will probably see colleagues that was above them to help them out and will have a mentor for that matter. So it's, it's many benefits to internal ranking system, and it's pre- pretty much what uh, most top professionals in the refereeing departments use worldwide. Now let's go to well, the. Big... No, South Africa doesn't have it, and that's oh. still, to me, it's, it's one of the glaring mistakes. Why not? You know, why yeah. are you not ranking your referees on the ranking system? Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's get to the big talking point now of the weekend, Shal at the Ron. We've been going up and down with you throughout the afternoon, sending you different angles, different videos. Uh, you've had the chance to look at that goal, and the simple question is: That's the last goal that was disallowed. What is it offside or not? What's your verdict and why? Well, from what I can see, it was certainly an offside um, because for the simple reason the second, with the blue attacker's leg, with the legal part that can play the ball, was in front of the second last defender. Very moment he received the header from his own teammates. So, um, as we say in the referee circles, give that linesman a belt. He made the correct <laughs> call. And may I add, he did it so without the assistance of VAR. Or should I rather <laughs> add, never mind belt, give him a professional referee contract, which he did very, very well. On the spur of the moment, and in a second split decision. So, so correct call for you. That was definitely an offside. It's not even ambiguous. It is a clear, according to the freeze frame, it's very clear. He was clearly offside. Clearly offside. It's not even. We don't argue the fact it wasn't offside. Yeah. Either doesn't know Peter's invitation or was trying to fool us. <laughs> it's not even up for discussion. But then there was another angle where if you look at the second angle, even the commentator um, says no, but uh, this is definitely onside. It can be offside. There are two different angles that you see. Yes, um, yes. I saw in the first angle that I've seen that I've seen is, is obviously not in line with the second last defender. And we have, you know, it's actually primary school concept. Um, it's the oblique angle of parallax, which means if your camera is not in line, things that appears to be in line is not in line. So, But the second camera is exactly in the second, roughly in the second line. Uh, second last defender's line, you can clearly draw it in a, a parallax or non-parallax line. But um, the first angle, for sure, you cannot see. You cannot make a call. But certainly with the second one, which seems to be the more the view that the linesman had because he was in the line of the second last defender. And I take my hat off. You know, and split the second decision. That was a phenomenal, brave call to make. And he did it. Correctly so. And on that note, I mean, which angle should people be looking at when they're looking at, at, at offsides? Because there are also suggestions now that maybe the TV producers are not showing the correct angles on TV. The correct angle to be looked at is always the one behind or the view that the linesman has. Because you should be, I say should, because some red piece and linesman is not always in line. Is the linesman directly behind or the viewpoint directly behind the linesman? Or the one that's over his head or the one facing directly across him? That is the line that you should be reviewing, which means it should be not a static line. It should be a line that, like in most professional games, the referee or the, the TV camera moves along the line. But the correct line is the one that is perpendicular towards the linesman. That is the only one that you should be making a call. Because that is the view that the linesman believe he has seen. 
Mm-hmm. And only from that view, you should then make, you can say with absolute certainty, uh, you either made the correct call or you didn't make the correct call. Okay, let's go to a few voice notes that have come through on 061-4104-107. If you've just joined us, we are speaking to former PSL referee, referee Shalteron. Evening, that's how to learn here from Holland. Week in, week out, the revs, the revs. Our suffer is costing us with this mediocre performance that they're giving us. They are costing us, even if we convince ourselves that they are humans, but some of the mistakes, if you're not sure, just give a benefit of the doubt to the attacking team. But now if you give an offside last minute, no, it's not fair, man. They are costing us, coaches, players, teams, they are, they are costing us mediocre performance then they're praising that mediocre performance to say yeah we're developing no it's costing us to learn from Orlando. thanks uh, good evening tabiso you're speaking to shortest nyolan limpopo mafefe tabiso i think it's high time now that we call for var to be implemented or to be introduced in our psl because we are tired of this controversial officials so because why not in the psl when the best referees in the world are being assisted by var the best leagues have implemented or introduced var it's high time now that in psl var must be introduced thank you okay and the people listening on social media let's recognize your tweets there how he says i'm listening as a football fan it's an offside as a pirates fan it's not an it's not an offside that's what uh, uh he says and uh, musiwa ramaluku says it's an offside no issues here the angry fans of a certain team are making noise about this had the ball touched madisha surely it was uh going to be a goal and Charles, there was a comment here uh, well the, the the first one says the referees are making mistakes and all of that and they're costing people their jobs do you think that because the standard of officiating has been so bad this season uh that even when the assistant ref now makes a what you call the correct decision they will always still come under scrutiny oh no we can't hear shelter on okay we're gonna try and get shelter on back on the line apologies for that um i'm not sure what is uh happening uh, to uh that line there i could tell that he was trying to talk uh but we can't uh we can't so give us your views there and uh Kumani says shelter on makes an interesting and telling point on a matcha referees overseeing a professional sport really solidifying the need to make the match officials are professional Noel says the refereeing is so poor it's chronic the supporters aren't discussing the quality of the game that's actually a very good point Point that you are raising there um and all there and copy says my comment is that the marispec last player played the ball by heading it to judas by that time he was off uh Charles, i think we've got him back on the line apologies for that uh Charles, there was somebody saying that the referees are costing people their job is it now a situation where the officiating is so bad um that even when the the, the assistant refs makes the correct call uh, he still comes under scrutiny well, you, you will always become under scrutiny. That's par for the course. Um, but, you know, VAR, if, if the means are there and the financial means are there, I think it should, should be eventually implemented in the higher divisions, PSR for sure. And I don't see any reason why not. It's certainly a very good call to have VAR assisting the referees. And that should actually just come to more clarity. Mm. And and with VAR, I mean, who ultimately makes the decision? We've heard Jerome Daron, Damon says, no, VAR doesn't make the decision. It's the referee that makes the, the decision. From your understanding, who is the last call with, with VAR? Well, the VAR is according to, there is a, a, another co-referee that sits in the studio, and he relays what he sees. 
and uh, and he will then realize uh, towards the, the the referee on the field of the park and say that it's clearly offside, and uh, he will give his opinion, and then, then the linesman and the referee will take it down from there. But ultimately, it's the referee in the studio, which is another VR referee for that matter, that would make it. Mm. And and should our authorities be able to break the bank now to make sure that we have VAR? They did say it's a, it's a cost issue. It's also a logistical logistics issue. It could be logistical. You know, that's it's it's you know I, I'm not sure that it could be such an onerous cost on, on introducing VAR because uh, South African TV cameras uh, and the TV crewmen has a very very high standard. Mm. It's been there for several years, and it's just a matter of of having another official sitting with him in the truck at the next to the stadium, for that matter. So that shouldn't be that much of an outlay. Obviously, it will only be an outlay if there's no if if uh, there's no live television on the lower divisions. But on the PSL, as far as I understand it, every match has been live or at least been recorded. So it shouldn't be that much of an outlay. Okay, great stuff, Charles. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your wonderful insight here. A lot of people um, agree with with you. And I just want to read you this tweet from Kumani when we lost you. He says, you've made an interesting and telling point about amateur referees overseeing a professional sport, really solidifying the need to make match officials more professional. Thanks, Charles. Always a, thanks for speaking to us. So there you have it. Charles Theron says it was Definitely offside. The correct call was made by the assistant referee. After the break, we speak to the champion coach, Pizza Musiman. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. And let's now welcome Sundowns coach Pizzo Musimane. Coach, good evening. Congratulations and thanks again for finding time to speak to us on SAFM. Uh, well, thanks for having me, Tabiso, and your listeners on SAFM. Uh, always a pleasure to, to speak to you guys. Yeah, thank you again also for for complimenting us uh, on the Telcom Cup. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Let's get the big talking point out the way. We've just spoken to former referee Charles Theron. Um, we've been actually speaking to him the whole afternoon. We've looked at so many videos and so many angles of that uh, disqualified goal. He is adamant that it was offside and the correct call was made. He says give that linesman a buzz because he even made the call without VAR. Immediately after the game, you, you had your doubts, but I'm sure you've seen some of the angles now. What are your thoughts on that disqualified goal? Well, I had a doubt because from the ang- from where I was, I could not see the angle. And I think if you see it, even when people uh, are, are you uh, are having images on 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 social media, on also on uh, on the video footage, you can only see it after, you know. But uh, you know me, I'm I'm forever conflicted with the opinion of uh, people of my country. Uh, I mean, football people. Of course, the opposition, not everybody, the minority of the football nation. And I'm happy I never said it's not offside. Because had I said that it was offside, I think you know what would the, uh, the notion the motion be. Mm-hmm. So the referee has called it offside. Uh, and you said that the another referee has called it uh, offside. And um, we're waiting for a SAFA review committee to make a call because the, the SAFA review committee they made a call on only one goal mm. that was scored by Djokovic uh, uh, against Kelly Chiefs and they came out and they spoke about that goal of that Castro did not touch the ball and saying that the goal was on site and they only made a call on that one so they never made a call on any other one so we're waiting for the SAFA to talk they only talk against Sundowns 
uh, goal that was allowed for that. So they are not making a call, but at least he's a safari referee. He made a call, so maybe he speaks on their behalf. <laughs> but be as it may, uh, uh, so I, from where I was, I, I, I thought it was a goal. My heart stopped. But it's good that the, the referees are calling it uh, uh, offside, and uh, they're saying it's offside. So, I mean, what can we say? Uh, what's important for us to win the trophy? And uh, we are happy that the referees have called it offside. And on that note, how sweet was this uh, win for you, Coach, considering the schedule of the last uh, a few days and the last few games also, and the fact that you did it in 90 minutes, because I would imagine you, you, you didn't want the game to go to extra time. Yeah, you know, football is a game of opinions. We, I'm happy that we, went, we finished it in 19 minutes because uh, we played a well-rested team. Uh, you must remember we're from Casa with uh, a, a big game against uh, 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 without. I think you saw how tough that game was. Yeah. And then we came back to Stellenbosch. I think you saw how tough that game was. So the last thing I wanted is, is my team to go to extra time with Marisbeck. They would finish stronger than us. They were, they were more uh, stronger and all that. But um, you know how football is. When I so everybody's speaking about Judas Gold. Mm. Uh, but nobody's speaking about the foul that was committed by... Uh, uh, and Musa. Uh, uh, no, by Ali on Musa. Mm. It's unbelievable, eh? Mm. So we choose to talk about the one that we want. You know why? Because he could have made an equalizer. Mm. So no one says that that penalty on Musa could have made a uh, 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 1-1 or a 1-0. Nobody speaks about it. Mm. Nobody speaks about the referee calling an on offside on Kekana when he left the ball for Pizzo. Pizzo could have gone alone to the goals. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But you know, it, it, it happens. There was a there was a, a situation where against uh, Stellenbosch that I think uh, one uh, 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 one guy was not offside, but they, they call it onside. Mm-hmm. So it, either way, it is what, what 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 can you do? You know, it's a story of uh, 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 2019 season of benefits. You know the you know that story. Mm-hmm. So and 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 everybody says Timbers one is. Uh, a penalty against Aaron Bosch uh, was not penalty. I asked one of the referees, I don't want to name, he says, by the way, the, the foul is not a foul because you kick somebody. Uh, the foul sometimes can be uh, when you intend. In you know, when mm. when you raise your leg and you 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 you, 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 you raise your leg against my head, uh, they say it's a foot on the head, you don't have to kick me, then it's a foul. By just merely raising your stars, uh, uh, they they give a foul. You know, uh, I think you've seen those things. Yeah. And I'm not saying uh, it, it was a penalty against Amazon. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, um, can we, if we talk, let's not select. Yeah. Uh, let's not be selective and, and say we target that one or don't target this one. Let's talk about everything. That is why I said. Uh, why is the Safari Review Committee talking on the goal of Castro alone? And then they've never spoken about any goal. It doesn't matter. Uh, they could have spoken about even the goal of Pirates against the Highlands. Mm. They could have spoken about uh, the foul on, on play of Highlands. They could have spoken about Amazulu's two goals that were disallowed against Kansas Chiefs. They could have spoken about all these other goals that uh, uh, were disallowed uh, 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 and, and uh, uh, were disallowed when Chief was playing. And and that's why the debate is so high about people benefiting and people not benefiting. Mm-hmm. So 
As I said, if we benefited, I'm not sure to say we benefited. I will take the benefit because there have been series of games where people benefit. Series. I'm not talking about one. I'm saying following each other. Uh, and, and benefits have been there. And at the end of the day, is the way it is. People got points and they are there. Mm. You know, so we didn't get the points. We didn't do that. So, so, so be it. You know, and he, he, as I said, I will never be shy to say we benefited because why should not? Why should I not? And I said five games in a row, and people say, Ah, this guy is not. He's not a professional coach. He doesn't talk responsible. Two wrongs don't make a mistake. Don't make a right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, two wrongs, three three wrongs in a row gives you nine points. Remember. And and that's what you that's the situation. So so be it. It's is a law of the jungle. Is it a crisis, Coach Pizzo? Come again? Is it a crisis? The refereeing issue. I don't want to say it's a crisis because I played the referees and I was called. Uh, I'm still having a charge by uh, uh, this this guy who's charging. Nanda uh, Becker. There. Nanda Becker. Yeah, we, we, he charged me for praising the referees. You know, and he's charging Steve. He's charging Owen, he's charging Eric for criticizing the referees. Okay, but selective. Uh, I'm waiting for him to, to hear him charge Rulani Mokoina for saying that the referees need agent help. Uh, let's all be in the soup, you know what I'm trying to say? So oh, that one, you don't, you, don't, you don't see it, you don't talk about it. So, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of inconsistency, you know, uh, uh, And Pomo Kola has been out for, for six months. For pushing the referee, they they cannot push the referee. My player push the referee. Me, I tell the truth and I say the way it is. Mm. And uh, people say, "Are ah, you?" Yes, but I talk about my player against my player. He push the referee, and you got to yell uh, four four games out. So, oh, oh my call are six months. Né? I mean, really, I'm not saying it should not be six months or not, but I'm saying where's the consistency in 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 in, in football? Do you know what I'm trying to say? You, 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 we have to be consistent on on all those things, you know, and 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 even on Gaston Serena's issue, mm. uh, they're saying that uh, he slept two people. The first one, I can, I, I, I'm honestly gonna say he did. The second one, he did not. He pushed. He pushed, but it's it's it's, it's my word now as I'm speaking as a coach, and I, against uh, 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 the prosecutor, Mr. Nandi Becker. Uh, 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 but who 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 has the law in his hands? Is him. Mm. So he says Gaston uh, made two slaps. No, he pushed the other one. Yes, and uh, and he must have his two sus- two game suspension. I agree with that. But the other one he pushed. And and if it's two games for pushing, I think the game of parrots and cheese. All those people who were involved in the scaffold, they're pushing each other. They should be. They should. They should lose two games also. So it's consistency, and it's who's got the law in his hands, and 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 all that, you know. Mm. So do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. Now I hear you. We're coach. opening. We're opening a can of worms now, and I don't want to go along on this. But I've I've said I've 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 given you material and and and, and points mm. and facts. Okay, let's go to the voice notes here that have come through 0614104107. We've got four minutes left. Lines are open 0891104207. Yeah, good evening. Good evening, Putabi. So this is Mdange in Cape Town. Uh, Butuaman, uh, you are speaking to a legend there. Uh, yeah, you are speaking to a legend, uh, South Africa's most successful coach uh, in the history of the PSL. Uh, in the history of the NPSL, in the history of the leagues before. I don't think there's anyone who achieved uh, more than Coach Peter there. Uh, Putuam, 
Uh, Coach Pito, I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. Yes, I'm not a Sundowns fan, but I am happy for you. I'm not happy for Sundowns winning cups ahead of my team, but for you, Coach Peter Mosimane, I am happy for you. Uh, I know, I know where your heart belongs. Uh, I know where your heart belongs. I know where your mind is at, but uh, your favorite chairman is waiting for you. Uh, that club that you idolize so much is waiting for you. Thank you so much, Coach Pito, and congratulations once again on the Telecom Knockout. I love you, Coach Pito. Very good evening, member. I actually want to agree with the coach there, man. He's been vilified on so many, so many occasions, and whatever he's saying is so, 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 so true. Many people may not like him because he speaks the truth, but I certainly agree with him. Okay, thanks. A lot of compliments for you, coach. I think that was a Pirates fan that first voice note. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, when I uh, 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 why should I expect everybody to? to go with me or to like me or or, or or that. But you know, in in anywhere anywhere in the world there are those guys who look at life different and look at things different and, and they will always tell the truth. Because all I am just saying at all times and people don't like what I say, I am telling the truth. And I'm stepping on people's toes and, and I'm I'm this guy who is a problem. But can we look at the facts? Can we tell can we tell the truth? So it's just that uh, I become unpopular. And you, you know how it is. You say things and they become unpopular. But I'm humbled by all these people. I think I can hear the first one is Orlando Paris yeah. uh, 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 support, but I don't know about the second one. But he's not even focused on... on uh, uh, Sundowns is not his chief, but he's humbling me on contribution that I, I put into football and the uh, hard work and the passion. And I give everything in football and sometimes I become too competitive because I want to win my, my, I, everything is about winning the game I win football to win the game and sometimes I, I also look at myself I said oh okay you can be a little bit too much of what I, I am saying or I said but uh, it's the nature of the game is Mourinho is not happy you know he's not happy Pep was not happy now with with, uh, with the referees he says it I've seen Alex Ferguson raving on the touch line and, 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 and going to the referees, same as other Wenger. I've seen all these people. And those are successful coaches. I'm not saying I must copy wrong things that they are mm-hmm. doing because they're sexual, but we are all human beings and we want to win. And and, and that's it. I've seen Gavin Hunt. Did you see how Eric was yeah. at the weekend? Yes, no, it- he, he asked for a break, which is what you, which is what you told us a few weeks ago, that you're asking for a few minutes after the match, and that's what he asked for, just to come down. Uh, now, have I said that before? I've yes. said that from, from, from I think two you were years the, back. You were the first one two to years, say it. Two years back, I said it. So why is not happening in South Africa? Ah, it's Peter again. He wants to be different. He's, he's a problem. Okay, coach, we're gonna have to leave it there. But quickly, just your thoughts on um, on the game against Vets tomorrow at, at, in Durban. Are you happy to play that game so soon after the final? Yeah, I think it's two two not well rested teams that are playing tomorrow. That's when we can say uh, people who are running uh, the same race uh, from Bamako to 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 Durban last mm-hmm. week against Eros, Kevin Hunt. I take my head off for him. He managed to win the match from Mali mm. against uh, uh, Joliwa. Uh, that's that's a, that's not a well-rested team. That's competition. That's that's what I say when we run the same race. When you lose to Vets tomorrow, 
take my hat off because I said these guys when was when last did they play? They played against Eros when I played uh, uh, um, Stellenbosch, and I don't want to say they didn't play when we played against Marisbeck now because it's a cup final. It's one of those, but they would have been playing. That's why they have games in hand, mm. you know. So it's a strong team, you know. Gabi is a top coach. He's a big coach. He has won a lot of uh, trophies and everything, and I want him to win a trophy in Africa to crown it all because he has won everything also, this guy. He's done exceptionally well. His uh, integrity is there. Look at the team fighting. You know you know the story tomorrow when we fight, when we play against Pitfair yeah. uh, uh, States, you know, and a lot of aerial balls, a lot of crosses, a lot of um, corner kicks and free kicks that are strong and, 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 and very, very physical team. Okay. And a good team. Uh, I mean, that back four is a, is a team. Bafana, Bafana, back four. Yeah, Coach, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. Time is against us. But thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. We have to go to news. Pal Rocks 84-1, chasing 148 to beat the Swanis Spartans. They're 84-1 in the eighth over.